Welcome to the Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast, where today we will be listening to this week's sermon by Pastor Brent Russell. It is great to be back with you today as on a week or on a month's holidays. We traveled some of the Rocky Mountains in Banff and Jasper. I was able to get a motorcycle ride in uh, through Algonquin Park, spent some time uh, uh, beside some water, and so it was just a good time to be away and get restored, and it is great to be back with you uh, today. This morning we're going to start a new five-week series called Forks in the Road. Uh, Spiritual maturity, unlike physical maturity, doesn't take place just because time passes. Your decisions are involved in that. Your your, uh, choices make a difference in how you grow spiritually. Every so often in your spiritual journey, you come to forks in the road, where you're either going to choose to go one way or another. If you choose to go uh, the wrong way, what will happen is you'll go into a traffic circle, a spiritual loop that will take you all the way around, so it feels like you're traveling, but you end up back at where you were. If you take the right uh, fork in the road, then you will start to see that, yeah, Uh, I can make progress in my spiritual journey. We're going to talk about some of those forks in the road, what they are, what they look like, and how to make the right choice. Today we're going to talk about a fork in the road, and it comes out of Matthew chapter 13, and we're going to read uh, part of this passage, and starting in verse 3. It says this, Jesus Jesus is speaking. Then he told them many things in parables, saying, A farmer went out to sow his seed, and as he was scattering the seed, some fell along the path, and the birds came and ate it up. Some fell along rocky places where it did not have much soil. It sprang up quickly, because the soil was shallow. But when the sun came up and the plants were scorched, and they withered because they had no root. Other seed uh, fell among thorns, which grew up and choked the, the plants. Still other seeds fell on good soil, where they produced a crop of a hundred, sixty, or thirty times what was sown. Whoever has ears, let them hear. Jesus goes on to interpret the passage, starting in chapter Matthew 13, verse 18. It says this, Listen to what the parable of the sower means. When someone hears the message about the kingdom and does not understand it, the evil one comes and snatches away what was sown in their hearts. This is the seed sown along the path. The seed uh, falling on rocky ground refers to someone who, who hears the word at once, receives it with joy. But uh, since they have no root, They only last a short time. When trouble or persecution comes because of the word, they quickly fall away. The seed falling among the thorns refers to someone who hears the word of God, but the worries of this life, the deceitfulness of wealth, choke the word, making it unfruitful. But the seed that falls on good soil refers to someone who hears the word and understands it, This is the one who produces a crop yielding a hundred or sixty or thirty times what was sown. The verse we're going to camp on today is verse 22. The one who receives the seed that fell 
along, uh, among the thorns is like the man who hears the word, but the worries of this life and the deceitfulness of wealth choke it, making it unfruitful. Making it unfruitful. That's what it's like to make the choice and go on to the traffic circle, on to the spiritual loop that keeps you moving but not progressing. It's, you hear what it says? It, it's unfruitful. It's like the, the corn stalk grows up, but the cob doesn't fill out. It's like the wheat grows, but it doesn't have any seed. It's, uh, our lives are a blur of activity, but unless we inspect them closely, everything looks good, but our lives are not making a mark on eternity. So let's look at the choices that, that lead to this. You see what it says in verse 22? The worries of this world and this deceitfulness of wealth will cause us to be unfruitful. They are the cause of, of many people getting on the traffic circle and never getting off. What are the worries of this world? Uh, when Jesus is talking uh, to people, there were two kinds of people he was talking about. There was uh, the very poor people. And they were the what we would call the working poor. There was no uh, social safety net. There was no uh, something to fall back on. You worked, and a laborer at that time would get enough for a day's work for, uh, to feed him and his family. And that was, you would work hand to mouth, day by day, he would talk to the poor. And then there were the merchants and the rich people. These people were wealthy. There wasn't much of a middle class. But these, these merchants, well, they, they had money. They had property. They had things to leverage by which to make money. So, uh, in Jesus' day, people would say, oh, uh, the worries of this world, um, am I going to get work? Am I going to have enough to feed my family? Am I going to have enough to get by? How am I going to pay my bills? Have you ever been there? That's the worries of this world. What if I get too sick? What if I can't work? The people in Jesus' day were, were no less susceptible to the what-ifs what of wake us up in, at 3 o'clock in the morning. What if this happens? What if I can't do this? What if I can't pay my taxes to the Roman government? What if I fall out of favor with my community? Or what if questions are just as important to us? What if the people I work with don't like me? What if I can't find a spouse? Or what happens if the fight that I've had with my spouse causes him or her to leave? What if I can't pay my bills? What if my friend betrays me? What if, what if, what if? Those are the kind of things that Jesus is talking about when he talks about the worries of this world. And at the heart of these worries is security, personal security. Am I safe? Am I financially safe? Am I emotionally safe? Am I relationally safe? Am I physically safe? And these are the kind of questions that go to the very core of who we are. How secure you are 
will determine how you feel about yourself. There are two things that feed into your self-image, security and significance. Security is about how safe you are, significance is, uh, am I making my mark on, on this world? And if your security, if you're feeling unsafe, it starts to make you feel bad about yourself. And security is immensely important to us. And here's the catch. Insecurity was what sends us onto this traffic circle, onto this loop in our spiritual life. It's the worries of this world uh, is, is what causes us to be unfruitful. And yet here's the truth. This world isn't safe. We're all insecure. Stuff happens. Life happens. See, we know there's no guarantee for our safety. You know, accidents happen. Cancer strikes. Pandemics erupt. Economies shift. Relationships go south. The worries of this world put us onto a traffic circle. And at the basis of these worries are insecurity. Maybe even a valid sense of insecurity. Jesus goes on to say, the other thing that will lead to an unfruitful life is the deceitfulness of wealth. Wealth is not wrong, but wealth can lie to you. It, it lies to you about your security. When Jesus uses a, the, the worries of this world and the deceitfulness of wealth, those two concepts are tightly linked. Hear God's word as told, as told uh, in Luke chapter 12, verse 15. Jesus tells a story. Then he said to them, watch out, be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in the, in the abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. Uh, the ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, what shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, this is what I'll do. I'll, I'll tear down my barns and I'll build bigger ones. And there I will store the surplus grain. And I'll say to myself, you have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, you fool. This very night your life will be demanded up from you. Then who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be, whoever stores up things for themselves, but not is not rich towards God. The man's wealth gave him a false sense of security. He forgot that there's more to life than just things, stuff, toys. That's, that's the deceitfulness of wealth. The man's security was... Self-made. He was he was rich. He he got lucky. He had a couple of wise business decisions, and he amassed wealth. He was the author of his own fate. The author of his own security. He was the creator of his own protection. He trusted in his own bank account. This is the lie that wealth brings. You have complete control over your destiny. That's the deceitfulness of wealth. 
In reality, you have some control, but not ultimate control. You can protect yourself, but you can't ultimately protect yourself. But should you buy into wealth's lie, should you believe that wealth is your security, you get off in this traffic loop and go round and around. Now, I realize if I was to ask you, are you wealthy? Some of you would say, it's none of your business. Rightly so. Some of you would say, no, I'm, I, I, I'm not wealthy. Um, I don't, don't have all that much. Uh, but most of us, while we don't think of ourselves as wealthy, we've accumulated enough to have wealth lie to us. Our security can be in the size of our pension fund, our RSP. Our security can, can uh, be in the demand for our talents and our skills. Our security can be in the degrees we hold or the career that we have established. And when you buy into that thinking, then you buy into the lie of wealth. And, and here, here's the thing, I believe the Canadian middle class is susceptible to the problems of security on both ends of the spectrum. We're caught with the worries of this world. What if, what if, what if this happens? But we also have enough wealth to lie to us and make us believe that we're security. So we feel insecure with the what ifs. And we buy into the lie and we try to place our security in, oh, well, maybe I have enough. And we have problems at both ends. And maybe that's why spiritual maturity is so difficult in, in, in our country. When we come to the fork in the road that's called security, how do you know which way to take? How do you, how do you keep from getting on the traffic circle? buying into insecurity or false security. Well, there's another road to take. At this fork in the road, one's a traffic loop. One you look down at, and initially it looks a lot harder to travel. It's a little uphill, a little bumpy, a little challenging, but it keeps you moving ahead. Let me tell you about this road. The right road, mapped out by our Heavenly Father, is a road that is called, uh, is called surrender and trust. That's the fork in the road. Am I going to surrender to God and trust Him? With my what-if questions? And my insecurity questions? And am I going to trust him when wealth tries to lie to me and say I am secure? Am I going to trust in my wealth? Or am I going to trust in him? This path called, is called surrender because if we choose this path, we choose to give up what we have, our stuff, what we put our security in, we choose to give Give it up to God. Say, God, this is all yours. What I have is yours.
And what we find is that God says, thanks for the gift, you're the manager. You're the one who needs to conduct this. It's my stuff, you manage it, you be a steward of it. Let's walk together as we figure this thing out. When you do that, you find there's freedom to go forward. You find that there is a way forward where you are allowed to move without the burden of the worries of this world. You'll find that you're allowed to sidestep the lies of wealth. When I lived in Ottawa, our house was broken into three times. And uh, we had stuff stolen each of those times. Not a whole lot, but enough to hurt. And uh, one, of the, one of the things that brought consolation to me was being able to say, well, yeah, that was painful, but it was God's stuff, not mine. They have to deal with God, not me. There's a security in knowing whose uh, who's your stuff is. The other half of the path is called trust. I need to trust that God will provide for my needs like he said he would. And I have to trust that I am in God's hands and that I'll get what I need from God. The paycheck that you receive on at the end of the week or at the end of the month, it has your employer's name on it. But that paycheck comes from God. Because in reality, you have the health that comes from God, the strength that comes from God. You have skills and talents that you've developed, but they were placed in you by God. And so, in fact, God provides for your needs. The paycheck is ultimately from God. It's just your employer's name on it. And should you lose that job, God has promised to meet your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And so he will see that you get what you need. Our financial security rests not in our bank account, not in our jobs. It rests in God himself. The question is, will I trust God? And not my pension plan, or my RRSP, or not my financial savvy. Will I trust God to supply my need? Now, this doesn't mean that you don't have a pension plan or RSP. A good steward plans in advance. They are good stewards and they look, look at the future. Just means that your reliance is not on them. It is on God. I recognize that it's not only finances, though, where our insecurities lie. Our insecurity can lie with our pe people's reaction to us. Will I ever be loved? Um, and the love that we have comes from God. And we have to rely on Him for our emotional needs. He's promised to supply what we need. What happens when friends turn their back on us? We have to rely on Him to supply what we need. The path of, of surrender and trust is open to the rich and the poor to the popular and the unpopular, to the strong and to the weak. It is the path of surrender and trust that moves us towards spiritual maturity 
that moves us towards being all that we were created to be, that moves us away from uh, a dead end life to a life that is really life. The foundation of this road is security that is found in God. It's security that is found in who He is and what He has said and who He has made you and the power that He has given you. Should you take this, this path of security that He has outlined and trust Him for your needs, you find that you have a freedom to walk. But that, those steps are scary to start with. God needs to be tested until you start to see, oh yeah, I've seen him come through in the past. He'll come through this time. I've seen him come through in the past. I know he'll come through again. God has a way of coming through again and again and again. That's what we mean when we say God is faithful. There may be some of you who who find yourself on that traffic circle, going around and around, you, you know you've bought into the deceitfulness of wealth, relying on that for your security. You know you are overcome by the worries of this world, and you know you're going round and around on it. Would I, can I suggest to you that today is the day where you can surrender those things to God. Say, God, who I am, what I have, is yours. I put them in your hands, and I leave them there, trusting you to help me manage what's yours now. Some of you um, will have to surrender your reputation to God. For others of you, you'll have to surrender your relationships to God. For others of you, you'll have to surrender your wealth to God. For others of you, you'll have to surrender your emotions to God. Here's an indication of what you need to surrender to God. Take a look at what your insecurities are. Take a look at what your worries are. What the what-if questions that you ask yourself in the middle of the night are. They have a, they're a pretty good directional compass to where your insecurities lie and what you need to surrender to God. Surrender and trust. It comes as a choice, but those kind of choices, when you make them, become empowered by the Spirit. And as you make little choices, you can start to make bigger choices because these are a muscle that you strengthen as you go on. Surrender and trust. And you start to grow in faith, and you start to rely on the goodness of God. And that surrender and trust muscle gets stronger. Then you start to see the compassion of God, and, and the favor of God, and it becomes easier to surrender. You start to see the faithfulness of God over and over again, and it starts to get easier to trust. Never easy, but easier. And it becomes to a place where, yeah, you're off the traffic loop, and you're on to a road of where Christ has called you to. So you've come to a fork in the road. Which way are you going to turn? Worries of this world and the lives of wealth, or surrender and trust? Let's pray. 
Lord Jesus, we give these things to you right now. You know the decisions we need to make in each one of our lives. What we rely on, what we need. Lord, my prayer is for each person listening that they would choose you because you are faithful and good. And we give thanks. Amen. Thanks for joining us this week on Asbury Free Methodist Broadcast. Make sure to visit our website at asburyfmperth.com where you can subscribe and never miss a show. If you'd like this broadcast, you might want to check out our Facebook page, Asbury Free Methodist Church. Until next week, take care and God bless.